Welcome to Psychic Sisters. We are two souls on a mission to demystify what it means to be psychic. I'm Gabrielle and this is my soul sister Cass. And if you're ready to understand what being psychic really means, come join us weekly because psychicness isn't out of this world, it's grounded in ourselves. And honestly, we are so sick of the lies, the misconceptions and the misconstrued nature of what they say it is. So come learn the truth with us and let yourself be psychic. Hello beautiful souls and welcome back. It is your girl here Cass and I've got the wonderful Gabrielle beside me and we are talking about a well a conversation and a topic that Gabrielle and I talk about a lot within our lives obviously living together um, and that is the conversation or the topic of feelings. Uh, I have probably expressed quite a bit here on the podcast that feelings is a relatively or, or feeling things is a relatively new thing for me. Um, or is it? We will dive into it. Uh, but you know, Gabrielle has definitely been a pillar of my journey to reconnecting with my feelings and how transformational that has been for me in my journey to becoming obviously more intuitive and, and psychic and all the things. So we really wanted to have this conversation because like I said, we are constantly talking about feelings in this household. Yeah, it's a very common thing because I want to start with the demystifying that like one thing that most people don't know is that you feel something all the time. Mm. Like no matter if it's big or micronic small mm. like you are constantly feeling whether that's agitation peace calmness tranquility stress anxiety whatever it is you're constantly feeling something and in this day and age our automated responses to our feeling is to go how are you feeling and people say good but what's really under the surface, what actually do you think when you say good to someone? Do you say, I'm stressed, I'm busy, I'm, I'm so anxious, like I just wish this day would end? Like we have all of these feelings and they're all feelings, right? And it's an automation. We actually live in an automation. Ourselves, our body, our brain has mm. an automated sequence processing for our feelings and learning to change those feelings and actually create the feelings you want to live the life you want isn't the easiest but also isn't hard and last night we were actually watching an episode of friends and it's like where um joey and rachel, rachel yeah good job <laughs> get together and Ross gets really upset about it. And remember how <laughs> we, they were all in denial about Ross's feelings. Like this is the whole world. Like I watched this last night and I was like, holy fuck, this is my life. But also I just want to point out guys that this was actually the episode where it's the full on Ross's like meme or gif of he, him being like, I'm fine. <laughs> um, and it was a really interesting thing because the topic of I'm fine quotation marks has been coming up a lot in our household and it's really interesting that we then watched that episode last night mm. um because something that i've recently realized 
is that I'm fine is my default answer or something that I've had conditioned into me. And I think one of the things that I've really been sort of just being more conscious of is the fact that as a society, not just myself and not just anyone else who responds like this is like, we think that we don't want to burden anyone with your feelings. And then so their automatic response is I'm fine. We also live in a world where we have a perception that no one actually cares. And we're supposed to just uphold this persona of having everything together. And therefore, when someone asks, how are you? It, of course, you're just going to say, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Because, you know, I don't know. I think it's an Australian thing, too. Like, I think I've heard that. No, like, that's a lie. I work with so many international clients. They, they, they ask say, you how. No, but like, do they actually genuinely ask, like, how are you? Like, because I've seen things that like, this is a really Australian thing where we just be like, actually, how are you? Rather like, uh, yeah, no, I don't I'd, know. I'd I don't be genuinely an any, like, I'm, no, I know we have plenty of like international like listeners. Like if this is just an Australian thing, I'd love to know. I've just, I've heard it's a very Aussie thing. Um, but yeah, I just think that there's this conditioning that we have that it's best to just say everything's okay. Yeah, and I think people don't understand the personal implications by saying it's okay you're having. So in that statement, you're actually saying to your neural pathways, no matter what you feel, I'm fine, right? And then we look around at our world and we go, why is there people who are choosing not to stay with us any longer and they're they're ready to leave? And we really look at this and go, They are literally saying to themselves 24-7, how many people in a day ask you, how are you, right? I'm fine, I'm good. But they're lying, not just to themselves, but to the world. Mm. And what I think is really important is when you actually go to then sit with yourself in your ceremonies, or I ask people how they are constantly, and their response is, oh, like, I'm really good. Like, everything's working out and I'm just feeling into their auric field as a psychic I am. And I'm like, whoa, I don't know if you're lying to me or you're lying to yourself. Mm. And I think it's really important to sit here honestly right now and ask yourself, are you lying to yourself? And if you are, what are you actually scared of? Yeah, I know that this has been like a really big, um awareness for me of witnessing i recently went home and spent some time with my family before my sister moved overseas and i witnessed the conditioning i received um growing up because my family didn't really talk about feelings or emotions and anytime i ever asked or heard my family be asked how i like my sister was moving to the uk okay so she's going from australia to london and no to one live. to live right and no one r- was really talking about how we might be feeling about this situation and i was constantly asking my mom my dad my sister like how are you guys going They're like oh yeah good fine it's gonna be great and i'm like oh my fucking god <laughs> like and, and again there's there's just this perception that if you just say that everything's going to be okay then you're almost hoping to like like this is my perception right if if you just say, oh, yeah, everything's good, I'm okay, then you're going to, like, manifest or create oh that gosh, for now you. we're into, like, spiritual bypassing. <clears throat> Sorry. Right? Continue. Yeah, but, the, but, but that's how... But, that, but I think that that's the perception that people have, right? And then... Triggered. Right. But this is, but this is it. Like, this, is, this is how I view it now. That's obviously the way that... Not in a spiritual way, because my family aren't spiritual. Like, that's what they think. Oh, yeah, if I just say that, it's good. 
but you're not actually uncovering the real meaning or feelings that are actually sitting there because you're just defaulting. Yeah. And I know, like, I think so many people go, like, I feel good, right? But they actually aren't connected to their bodies. Mm. We're feeling something 24-7 whether we want to or we don't. If we choose not to, we're constantly suppressing energy into our body, which is building an emotional like battery in our body that's generally ready to explode. I grew up being a child who had a really small fuse because I had all of these emotions I personally wasn't allowed to express. Um, And a lot of the conversations we still have in my family as adults now is like, um, I'm still angry at you. Right, We're a very angry, charged family because no one in my family actually wanted to hear how anyone was. But being a highly empathic child, all I wanted to do was be heard and seen in my emotions, which I couldn't have. So it actually led to me having a really short fuse, um, being an adult. And it really showed me that anytime one feeling would come up that was strong, like sadness or anger or frustration i would want to explode right Mm. and i know i had a really similar experience but i wasn't aware that there was any even emotions underneath that i just was a very very angry and aggressive person to the point of like i suppressed so much and then the tiniest little thing would happen and i would explode and this still happened up until four or five years ago i'd say yeah 2018 i probably really actually got this shit under control i think yeah maybe about that but that is that because you started feeling your feelings no so this was this this was a little mistake i made everyone i decided that i wanted to really actively work on the anger and what i did was i learned to calm myself so I intellectually learned to just breathe through things rather than exploding. But what I didn't realize was the actual cause of all of this was all of the feelings and emotions, which has been what I've now been working through over the past 12, 18 months and actually learning to, so I have a, I have a feelings wheel. We want to talk about the feelings wheel. The feelings wheel is my new best friend, right? And I have two reminders on my phone now at two different times throughout the day where I have to ping and I have to check the emotion, the feelings wheel, the emotions wheel and say, hmm, what am I feeling right now? Um, as a way, because what I'm doing is I'm training myself to actually ask myself and reflect on that because I've spent, I, I spent basically 27, 28 years of my life fucking numb. Yeah, and I think numbness is a huge misconception because you're actually not numb Mm. you're just choosing to suppress something Mm -hmm. and numbness is a bad word i think because most people feel like they're putting themselves in the freezer and they're walking out and they did one thing but numbness is choosing emotion including numbness is only 90 seconds long right so you have to re-choose the same thing or you're so conditioned to believe that that your brain keeps picking that for you subconsciously Mm, yeah and then i just really wanted to talk about the intuition part but i feel like i was skipping forward okay Um, can i yeah keep going keep going so like this is where our story split and i went to therapy for like 10 years Mm. right and like i learned in that like therapy is the best thing if you're really lost or really unhappy i will never not say go to therapy i had the most amazing 
counselors who really taught me how to be emotionally stable and how to actually look at people and go like is this really the right kind of relationship for you um and i don't think it's something most people think about like are Mm. you actually doing something that's good for you right now or Mm. and why are you choosing to live like this like therapy once like always taught me that question why am i choosing to live like this Mm. it's a really important question but let's dive into how our intuition is linked yeah well i think i just wanted wanted to dive into the whole how the feelings and intuition are obviously connected uh because the whole point is is that connecting into our body and actually feeling these emotions and feelings that are in there is usually um for a lot of people and i don't know if you sort of deal with it with your clients but that's generally the first step into them really becoming intuitive and becoming psychic right yeah look i a lot of my clients especially in soul healer i witness them on a journey being like oh i want to be claircognizant or i want to be clairvoyant Mm. and then i have to train the one who are clairsentient into opening that feeling flower Mm -hmm. right and being like okay well i feel like the rain's gonna come or i feel like the sky's gonna turn blue whatever they're feeling they're shitty examples Mm -hmm. but like you get to you have to learn to feel especially being in this culture and and learning to feel something from someone else is a huge pressure and i think this is where most empaths go wrong is that they bypass their own feelings and start blaming others and it's something i've seen that's rampantly like in this society like in this community everyone else wants to blame everyone else from their problems and not take accountability for how they actually feel if you feel like you're an empath and you're picking up other people's emotions my question is why aren't you processing your own first and how do you truly know it's someone else's Mm. and why are you doing that to yourself yeah i mean obviously if that's occurring to you then there's not a lot of energetic boundaries that you're putting up and i think as well like the most important thing you need to realize if you are an empath or psychic or whatever which you would be if you're listening to this is the fact that you can't be going out and i feel like we've spoken about the wounded healer right yeah we have every day (laughs) every literally every day but like so many people step into the space thinking like oh like i you know i feel so much i'm an empath like i just want to help everyone else but if you aren't actually aware of what these emotions feel like in your body and how you can deal with it and process it yourself, then you can't do that for other people. Yeah, you shouldn't be. It's morally wrong. And I think there are so many people in this world who are currently class themselves as healers and feelers, but they actually don't know how to feel. Like, I can literally sit here and go, holy fuck, my friendship group could make me cry because I'm that blessed. And it's literally an actual feeling inside of my heart. Like inside of my chest, there is a physical feeling, not just like warm and fuzzy, but like warm, Mm. fuzzy. And there's like little minions in there, like making sure I feel the love on the inside. Right. Like, and I think so many people think love is just like, love you, Mm. you know? Well, it's a thought. Like, I think that's a, that's been the big thing for me is that what I realized was I was trying to intellectually understand feelings. And so that my journey has been obviously learning to feel it. So Gabrielle and I were just sitting down here before the podcast and we were eating lunch and twice yeah. I got super fucking giddy because I 
could feel like love and joy and happiness just like pulsing in my chest. And I was like, you know, and I still get so excited because I never allowed myself to feel those emotions as even a young adult, right? Uh, And this is the thing, right? So many people think, oh, you know, I'm just suppressing the bad. Like I don't want to feel the sadness or whatever. But if you suppress one emotion, you're going to struggle to feel any of them. And you're just going to be, again, the word numb isn't the best example, but the fact is that that's really the best way to explain it. Yeah, 100%. Like, you can only feel what you want to feel Mm. and all feelings are linked. The thing is as well, like, I know for me, the reason why I would obviously get so angry was because I had just pushed down so many emotions to the point of, like, the tiniest, like, I'm violent outbursts that I would literally black out because I, the way I look back at it was just that obviously the energy of everything had just built up to the point of like, I'm just going to black out and throw something. Right. But I also now look back and I really struggle to think about or feel times in my life where I was happy because I was suppressing everything. Because if I felt any kind of happiness, there was a fear of like what would be underneath. So this has been the, a journey for me now stepping into this space, being a psychic of like, I have to obviously learn how to feel or feel in my body because feeling into your body means feeling all of the emotions that are in there that have been built up and stored. Yeah, and I think a really important question when we start to look at stored emotions is that it's okay to grieve stuff. Like it's okay to grieve the childhood you wished you had. It's okay to grieve what the relationship would have been. It's okay to grieve what it would be like to have had a different career. It would. It's okay to grieve not having a child. It's okay to grieve all of these different things that we try and hide. Like, grieving is such a natural part. And, like, I remember, like, I attended a lot of funerals in my life. And the amount of times I probably heard... I worked at a funeral home. Mm. Save the tears for your pillow... Like, I probably have heard it at least at 300 funerals, right? Wow. Mm. Like, we have to be really careful what we say. Like, it's okay to cry. Mm. Like, you have to, we have to change the stigma. Yeah. I think that's been a really big thing for me because I never cried growing up. And so... um, you know, learning even 12 months ago, someone that some one of our one of our close friends uh, rem- still remembers very vividly the day that we met, which was the first day that we officially like, mm. yeah. And and I was like, oh, I don't cry. Like, and I sat in a room full of like 20 other women, and they all bawled their eyes out, and I sat there, cold stone, dry eyed, without a single emotion, weep like coming out of my body. And I can guarantee you that if I was in that space now, it would be a completely different story. Mm. how times change yeah exactly and i think we should link this back to our intuition because Mm. i think so many people sit here and go i want to be intuitive and i'm meditating and i'm doing all i can Mm. but intuition is literally a mind body soul connection Mm. your body stores your feelings your mind stores your intellect what was the other one? Soul. Soul is the essence of who you are, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. You have to realize that that you are a three-faceted being and that your soul is searching for you both to have intellect and emotions. And I'm like a highly emotional person. I live in my emotions and I'm quite good 
at understanding them but not so much intellectualizing them and it is really good to have someone who has the opposite of that right <laughs> like when we are a hyper emotional being it's really hard to understand why someone else is doing something mm. when we're hyper intelligent we can easily see why someone's doing something hyper intelligent yes yeah, nice i Thank think you, you are no, that's cool right and it's really important that we try to use both. And when we journal, and like I, like you're an avid journaler, mm. until this morning I had this huge epiphany and I haven't shared it with you yet, mm. but I was in my call and I was like to my client, I was like, I want you to go, I am currently feeling X. The reasoning and the why is because. Mm. and then dive into is this a cycle i constantly see in my life boom yeah that's shadow work yeah that's how good, good is that, that? Good. i like dialed down shadow work to a sentence yeah um yeah look and i think this is why um our conversations around you know feelings and emotions go so deep because we come from them from two very different um you know, perspective, obviously, like you said, like I'm a very intellectual being and I want to understand uh, the thought processing behind why you're feeling something, not just that you're feeling something. Yeah. And if you don't put the why and the reasoning for a highly empathic person, you're not going to ever understand how to stop feeling that because it get, you get in a loop, right? Mm. Like going to work, oh, I hate work. Ugh, I hate it. I hate those people, right? Mm. If you could just own up to the fact the reason is because you want to be doing your career that is going to light you up, would you stop hating poor Sam who works at the cash register, Mm. right? Sometimes the reasoning is based on a feeling, but if we don't own up to that and we keep labeling it with other topics and reasons and misconceptions, will you ever get to the bottom and be able to be in control of your life? Hell no. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to sort of add that obviously, you know, the intuition part of this conversation really is the fact that it comes about, it comes from being connected to the mind, body and soul. Um, it is about being aware of, I mean, for me, the process, again, because I've come from such an intellectual space, always trying to understand the world and people coming back and actually connecting back into my body and understanding what feelings feel like, what energy feels like when it comes through me. And then obviously that coming through doing, um, you know, psychic readings and mediumship and all the things like you have to kind of be fully connected to yourself to actually know how to trust yourself. Like I'm going to do this from like a human design perspective for a second, right? Mm -hmm. So many people and you and I included, you know, we're emotional uh, authorities. So we actually have to make decisions based on our emotions. Right. And this is really a large portion of the, you know, population anyways. But really if, if we're not actually tapped into our body, which our body has its own intuition, whether or not you have an emotional authority in human design or not, our body has its own intuition. But so many of us are trying to run our life from that logical state. Like I used to that, you know, you're making decisions based on what you think is right and not what you feel is right. And then that's where people end up doing and being people that they're not supposed to be. Yeah, and I think like a really easy way to put that is if I had two students show up to Soul Healer, the one who's always in their head, 
will struggle to always get the answer because they're constantly thinking their intuition Mm. right and I spend so much time with my students trying to get them into their body and out of their mind and to just tell me whatever they think feel or know you know Mm. and the ones who are feelers like literally are a bull at the gate Mm -hmm. they're like you can't stop me can you teach me like I have to like go and teach them other things that aren't on the curriculum because they are feelers so intuition comes so easy because they're just tapping into that reactionary state so if you do really want to hyper excel your intuition start with your feelings because I can tell you that's literally such a huge part of my retraining Mm -hmm. and I say the word retraining Mm -hmm. because I guess it's mind work right in my soul healer course yeah and it's obviously been the process for for me over the last two years of learning to feel so that I could you know be tapped into my intuition more and I think that that's yeah that's really the point we're trying to get across here right do you have like any other like tips and tricks do you feel yeah so feeling is really important that you stop and actually feel it Mm. like you actually have to stop to feel your feelings so like if you ask me how I was right now I'd be like oh I don't know yeah (laughs) like because we're not like tapped in I'm not tapped in like if I like I sat here and just started to reflect I actually feel kind of tired right Mm. I just had like a little bit of caffeine and I'm Mm -hmm. like coming down but I'm also excited and enthused about what we're actually creating and talking about yes it's not my zone of genius Mm. but it's something that lights me up right it's not easy and uneffortless to talk about i'm actually trying to think about what i'm saying which is hard right Yeah. yeah it's not my thing right but we have to actually feel into that and yeah. most people, and this is my honest truth, live in the bad emotions more than the good, myself included. Like, mm. I really was pulling myself up on this this morning. Where do I actually lie in an emotional chart? It should be 50 50, or it should be like contentment. Mm. Contentment to me doesn't lie in the wheel, right? Contentment just is. It is what it is, and I'm content in that, right? Mm. But most of us live in the, I'm busy, I'm stressed, I'm anxious, I can't do that. They're putting more pressure on me and I'm unhappy and I'm not paid enough, right? Mm -hmm. So it's time to shift that and become aware of those thoughts. If they're not actually attached to a feeling, it's time for you to change them or it's time for you to process. And don't forget external, sorry, feelings are external notifications to things you're not happy with. Literally, if you constantly repeat the same feelings, it's an actual sign for you to make change because you're not happy and you need to actually action those feelings. If you're going to push them down and numb them out, I'm really sorry, but it's not going to be a great ride. Mm. The analogy that my guides gave me this morning about this that I was talking to a client about was that emotions are the key to the treasure map to your healing. And I was like, I fucking love this. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but I feel like if you are listening to this and you're like, I feel like I'm not really feeling, I want to just share a little bit more about this feelings wheel because I know how transformational it has been for me. So like I said, I used to just think that I was supposed to understand intellectually what an emotion was. I didn't actually feel what that emotion was. And so having this feelings wheel, which just go on to Google, type in 
emotion wheel. emotion wheel the second one's the best yeah make sure it's got lots like the first one i was using was like mostly negative emotions i don't like negative but you know what i mean um and then because this is the trick because this is what i realized um you know start periodically yes good word um checking how you're feeling based on this feelings wheel so basically all this feelings wheel has is like it's got a heap of different emotions on there for you to choose from don't just pick one no please don't pick one don't just fucking pick one because if you think you're supposed to feel into your body and go hmm what am i feeling right now now the thing is as well there's a good chance that the actual emotional capacity or the emotional um, dictionary book that you have right now of emotions that you've probably felt is very, very small. Okay, you've probably only felt and understood happy, sad, angry, grief. And this is a possibility. Like you don't, like definitely not always to some people, but to some people, yes. Absolutely, yeah, not everyone. So you're going to see this wheel and you're going to be like, fuck, there's a lot of emotions. I don't understand all of them. Again, don't just try and pick one based on what you think. This is a feelings exercise. You have to connect with your body and go, what am I actually feeling? What are the sensations in my body right now? And then look at the wheel and be like, hmm, I feel like it would be whatever. Yeah. Pick that. And I think a really important thing is like, I'm kind of like a puppy dog, right? So like, this is actually my personality. Like when someone comes home, I like run to the door and I get all excited. And then I'm like, woo, someone else is home. And now I can have conversations because like connecting with people is my biggest fucking value in life, right? So I get like all excited. And when I see people, I cry. Like, I'll be like, I haven't seen you in two weeks. And it's just making me cry. Last time on the phone, I was crying because we were on the phone to our girlfriend and I was like Mm -hmm. in tears. And I was like, oh, like your body will show you what emotion you're in. And if your body feels neutral, you're actually just neutral. And Mm. that's okay. And neutrality is epic. Neutrality means you're actually regulated that your nervous system isn't spiked, it is okay not to have a feeling. It doesn't mean you're numb. But if you're going from numb to something like grief Mm. on a constant basis or up to like enthrillment, you have to be really careful. That's a huge swing. Mm. And just to be aware of that and to maybe talk to someone about it. I think there are so many people who go from high highs to low lows. Yeah, yeah. I know that I had the, the we had the calm conversation the other day when I was looking at my feelings wheel going, what do I feel right now? Um, and then Gabrielle was like, you know, it's okay if you don't feel anything right now. And I was like, this is a fucking game changer. Yeah, because I think you said you were like in thrill. Yeah, she's like, you don't look in thrill. I'm like, but I feel good. She goes, do you feel good or just feel okay? Like, do you just feel nothing? And I'm like, well, I don't really feel anything. I just thought I had to pick an emotion. <laughs> yeah, and I think learning this you realize how much you may be peaceful that you're unaware of and we all think we're so busy Mm. pressure having pressure on you is a feeling Mm. and if you live in that constantly i want you to go and change something right now Mm -hmm. this is the big one yeah i think this has been a really just learning that i probably do spend quite a bit of my time actually in a peaceful state it's just that i have never recognized that as being um an emotional state i thought i was numb so it's been been great learning curve 
Yeah. And I think the more you learn to tap into your intuition, sorry, your emotions, the more mm-hmm. you will tap into your intuition anyway. So mm-hmm. go forth on this journey and make it freaking fun because you will actually realize who you are when you start to connect, as Cass said, mm. with your feelings, you will naturally heal. Like yeah. your when you actually feel, it's such a portal. Like and I know for me, like back in the day when I would go to counseling, they like taught me to do box breathing. Like that's mm. how I first got into um, breath work and that's such a beautiful way to actually deep 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 dive <laughs> dive deep into your emotions because it's giving you space and capacity like imagine what you would do if you sat for 20 minutes and asked yourself how you feel yeah which is a constant exercise you should be doing like i said i've got these reminders on my phone but this is why i journal like i journal every morning and sometimes other times throughout the day if I feel highly activated. Um, but I'm constantly being like, okay, like this is what I'm thinking, this is what I'm feeling because of these thoughts, or these are some emotions underneath it. And I'm actually diving into that and doing some like self-discovery and self-inquiry because again, like we've said it, like we live in such an automated kind of like life and our body is designed to become automated. If we do something that's, it's like back to the very beginning of this episode when we were talking about, you know, just automatically saying I'm fine and I'm good. Like our body has been not only conditioned, but it just, it wants to make everything as quick and easy as possible. And so we have to be consistently coming back onto ourselves and going, Hmm, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? How am I feeling? Why am I feeling this? And actually starting to question ourselves about things and not just take what we do and who we are as the ultimate truth. Yeah, and I think this is a really big invitation for you. And if you choose to take this invitation, it will be an initiation into Mm. who you actually are. And I know there's so many people who actually listen to this, but I would love to know how many people actually action anything out of this. Mm. And I'm saying this because this episode's probably the thing that out of any episode, I would actually love you to take some action Mm. on because this is the deepest part of the work this is where shadow work actually starts you can't even do shadow work until you are aware that you're not feeling good about something like even i'm so connected to my feelings and my client this morning in us like my clients are really freaking intuitive now and they're like up to doing readings and i asked she was doing a reading for me and she was like i just feel like you don't feel safe in your root and solar plexus sorry root and sacral and i was like yeah like there's a lot going on and i don't feel safe and it was such a big like awareness because psychics are mirrors into us and if we're not aware of what we're feeling thinking or need to action that's what a psychic does okay that's why so many people go to them wanting information Mm -hmm. and this client mirrored back to me so perfectly like where i was lacking self-awareness no, like even the fact that I am so intuitive and I am so connected, we all have blind spots and these are called edges. And when we're in business, it's so like, and in life both, it's so important we understand our edges because our edges are the things that keep us small and keep us wanting to just stay the same because we, a lot of us get in like a dopamine response. Like mm. I just go to work and then I come home and then I can watch Netflix and then I don't want to turn it off because I'm actually addicted to the fact that I push myself to the, the very edge and I'm tired and I want to stay in that victim mode, right? Mm. So we have to be really aware of ourselves, aware of our edges so we can actually improve. Otherwise, we're just living here to stay the same. And I'm going to say it here. I said it in my masterclass. Cass is like shaking her head. Don't say it. Don't say it. Go. But 
if we actually don't step up, we have to be okay with the fact that we may reincarnate with the same lesson. Cass's face is really oh like my God. <laughs> she when I was I was sitting in that masterclass and when she said that I was like wow absolutely it's just something we've discussed quite a lot I've said it in my own podcast I'm like I'm an ascension whore I am here to tick off all of my karmic loops do all the damn work so that I don't have to come back right I take this seriously and I hope that there's people in our space who take it really seriously too I mean look if you don't feel like you're up to the challenge then fine your soul didn't sign up to do the deep work but i know that mine did i know that gabrielle's did and i know that anyone in our space that we work with clearly did because they obviously want to dive into the deepest darkest parts of their soul and fucking rip it out so they can be reborn amen sister (laughs) so dive into your feelings if Mm. you need help feeling and healing what have you got to offer? Me, gosh, my me, myself, and I. Um, well, let's let's just let, I'll just talk about what's happening in my world right now as a whole. I've got my masterclass on the Saturn return this coming Monday. That'll be out in a few days after this podcast goes live, so you guys can jump into that. I spoke about that last episode, obviously, but it's just about learning what the Saturn return is, how to. Um, read your own birth chart basically see when your Saturn return will be that happens between the ages of 27 and 30 and that happens every 27 to 30 years so this is relevant for anyone that's my masterclass. it's currently 77 dollars but it will be going up in price yeah and there will be a replay available for myself because i bought a ticket but um i can't go because i have my own class on because some people like to read the akashic records yes 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 there will definitely be a replay (laughs) so don't panic um then obviously just my readings and stuff but i do have one-on-one private mentorship spaces available so uh, really the purpose of that is to like i said i want to uh, help you navigate through the deepest and darkest parts of yourself so that we can help you befriend your ego and reconnect with your mind, body, and soul. And like I said, rip you out of the darkness so you can be reborn because that is the shit that I love. Mm. So I will put a link below so that you can chat to me about that. Is that everything? I feel like that's everything yeah, for I me. Yeah, I like that's a lot. What's happening in your world? Um, I have enrollment open for my signature nine-month course Mm. so if you're ready to step up and become the soul healer you were born to be become an akashic record reader psychic reader psychic healer and reiki practitioner and learn the basis on how to actually operate that business come and hang out with me it's going to be a fun nine months we're starting in a few months so i've got quite a few already registered spots are limited and i pick people based on how much and how ready they are to play in this world because i'm only here to take people on who are here to make great impact Mm. so that's happening i just had the replay of my embodied healer come out if you run a spiritual business you need to listen to this about to how to navigate imposter syndrome so you never feel shoddy in what you're offering or in your prices so that was an epic masterclass the replay is now available i also am about to 
You guys are gonna be the first to know I'm about to launch a business mastermind for those who are in business who are ready to hit and scale past the five-figure mark. Mm. So this is gonna be a six-month mastermind. It's going to be intensive. You're gonna meet like-minded souls. Just so much goodness is gonna be born out of this and I just can't wait to help people because we're in this spiritual vortex for a reason and right now in this recession the people and this is like the spiritual meaning of business if you don't know the recession is made to highlight the people who are meant to grow and evolve and actually stay the healers and leaders mm. right we all have ebbs and flows in each sector and this is just hitting our sector right now for this exact reason. So if you want to keep going and keep growing and keep ascending through that and borrowing your word, you can come join me. So applications will be on my website, mm -hmm. which is really exciting. But other than that, I think that pretty much wraps up the show. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I said before, and, and again, stealing your words, we are here to help you hopefully not have to reincarnate again. <laughs> that's my goal <laughs> <laughs> that's our personal goals anyways all right guys well thank you so much we really hope that you have got a lot of benefit out of today's episode like i said it's a topic that we discuss consistently in our day-to-day -day lives and we thought this would be you know very beneficial for you so go and get yourself a feelings wheel if you're like me and have been switched off to your emotions because I can guarantee you if you want to step into this you know um, empathic intuitive space then connecting back into your body is the first fucking step and maybe next week we'll do an episode on regulating so please take mm. a huge inhale with me and a huge exhale sometimes I feel like our passion can be slightly overwhelming it can so um I got overwhelmed by you just then and I was sitting here breathing sorry. being like I'm so passionate but we're gonna do it how to emotionally regulate next week yeah, so catch you then keep breathing until then amazing